0: Hey everybody, this is In The Mix with Sister Johnny. I thank you so much for tuning in. Today is a special show. I just want to talk about all these fires and all the stuff that's going on right now that's affecting us all, especially here on the West Coast. And so that's what this show is going to be about today. Get your pen out, write, take notes. Um, Also, if you're listening on audio, I really encourage you to go to my YouTube channel, look in the description box below and click on the links and read and research everything that i'm giving you all these articles do your own research read it for yourself don't take my word for it don't take anybody's word for anything right about now you make sure you do your own due diligence and do your research and make sure you have the information those of you that are watching from afar you're not in california you're like i wonder if this is really true y'all out here in these social media streets and you see what people locally have been posting it's real it does look apocalyptic out here that's the best word that I can come up with yesterday morning when I woke up and I went outside I was like oh my goodness it it's eight o'clock in the morning it's nine o'clock in the morning like it literally looked like it was 6 pm or 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 7 pm in the evening it literally looked dreadful. It looked eerie, it really looked apocalyptic. I, I literally walked outside and was like, is this real? Am I dreaming? But it's real y'all, it's really going down, it's really happening, the fires are bad, the smoke is bad. I reported on a couple of shows before, I talked about all the fires that's happening and here specifically in the Bay Area, how we were surrounded literally by fires now the whole i mean and don't get me wrong they have fires all over california but we were literally the map you'll see we were literally surrounded by fire and smoke it was just terrible and the whole state really is just impacted we're going through it y'all now this could be just a segue what's happening in the natural can very well be getting ready to happen in the spiritual where that holy spirit fire about to fall which will be awesome right in a spirit but in a natural yeah it's all bad y'all keep us in prayer but now washington i reported in that uh same episode that six other states surrounding us was also on fire but nobody really was talking about it i said the west coast is literally on fire this was a couple of weeks ago now mainstream media is reporting the west coast is on fire yeah It's been on fire. Washington declared, the state of Washington declared a state of emergency before California. Do you understand? So I want to read this. NBC News has reported fires covering more than 330,000 acres in 24 hours in Washington. These fires are happening, but the amount of acreage that's burning up is uncomprehensible. It is unreal in california alone more than two million acres of land has been burnt up that's unreal it's still fire it's still burning so we don't even know how much land is going to be burned up by the time it's over please keep us in prayer cnn put out an article on september 9th it says hundreds of thousands of acres are burning in Oregon, California and Washington. Okay, and weather conditions are no help. It says more than 85 fires are burning across the west coast in an unprecedented event that already scorched hundreds of thousands of acres. In California, at least uh, 25 wildfires are now raging after powerful winds and an extreme heat wave over the weekend. We have fires burning in the north part of the state all the way down to the Mexican border, about 800 miles between the furthest distant fires. So we're stretched across the landscape. And that came from Cal Fire Chief Tom Porter. And that's what he told a CNN reporter. In Oregon, thousands of residents evacuated their homes in efforts to escape the flames that have already scorched more than 230,000 acres. Do you hear me? That's just three states. When I reported it a couple of weeks ago, six states were on fire. Literally, California, Washington, Iowa, Arizona, Wyoming, and Colorado were burning, y'all. And nobody was really talking about it. Okay, let's keep going. There's another article that I want to read. Um, I just talked about Colorado and how they were like on fire as well. They had different fires that were popping up everywhere over there. And they just went through a heat wave like we did now this article is from the new york post from september 7th and it says snow predicted for colorado following a hundred degree weekend temperature okay this is going to be in the description box below it says in 48 hours colorado's wild weather sets records for both heat and snow y'all hear me this is from the npr In 48 hours, Colorado's wild weather sets records for both heat and snow. Washington Post, they posted an article from summer heat to snow in 18 hours. Weather whiplash strikes Rocky Mountain states. High winds in Utah knock out power to tens of thousands. Snow socks Colorado, Wyoming highways. What is happening? Keep that in mind. Again, these articles is going to be down below. I need you to see what's going on. Crop failures. I want to talk about that. There are crop failures that's happening in the Midwest, in Iowa. They just had a storm that came through there, wiped out their corn crop. They have corn and wheat and other things, but corn and wheat and stuff like that is in the Midwestern states. They just had a storm that came through there and messed everything up. Look it up. I want you to also check out the coming food shortage. Across the globe, all these continents, different countries and con- just whole continents, they're having an issue with food. I need you to check it out. The same weather phenomena—weather phenomenons that was happening over there is now happening over here. And so it's just a matter of time. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how they tell you. We got plenty of stuff in the store. Don't nobody need to go. You don't need to panic buy. But when you go to the store, get extra. Every time you go to the store, get extra. Get extra. Stop your house up because it's coming, y'all. It's coming. Don't wait until they announce it because by then it's too late. If you have land, get your seed. If you can find seed because it's hard to find seed. But if you can find seed, get whatever you can. Don't try and pick and choose. Just grab some stuff. And start now keep in mind if you have land and you're growing your food and people can see you growing your food as some people have they have greenhouses where you can actually grow your food in your house so they have like grow rooms and things like that for food in your house. And I think that's a, a, a really good way to go if you have the extra room is because nobody can see what you're growing. And, and that's something you want to think about, because if every if there's a scarcity of food, just keeping it real and people can look and see you got a whole bunch of stuff growing in your yard, you may wake up and all your stuff is gone because when people are hungry. People going to do what they got to do to eat. So we have to move strategically and use wisdom. Um, I know some people may have a surplus. If you have a surplus and get, you even have to use wisdom on how you help people and how you go about helping people because it can literally be life or death. I'm just saying. I'm just nothing to be afraid of. I'm just saying we have to use wisdom. I pray and ask God for wisdom on how to lead you. Because if you have an open yard and you growing and folks ain't got nothing, I'm just saying you just got to, you know, use wisdom. Okay, let's keep going. The next thing I want to talk about is the meat shortage. Many people aren't talking about it. If you eat meat, you might want to get off meat. But if you eat meat, let me tell you, if you haven't noticed that the meat prices are going up in the store, I have no idea where you've been. There are articles here. Why meat could be top of mind for voters in the upcoming election. This was two days ago. Article will be down below um coronavirus crisis this was three weeks ago usa today these 19 groceries have driven up your bill the most during the pandemic there is a lot happening in the food chain with the food chain you guys pay attention don't get distracted by the foolery and all these other topics that's making mainstream media that is crazy it's just crazy distractions if it's something that is not benefiting you and your family, helping you grow, share you inf- share information to help you position yourself in a better position. It's garbage, y'all. I'm telling you, don't get distracted. Don't waste time either. Okay, here's another article. Um, this one is about the empty malls. Now, you might say, well, Sister Johnny, we don't care about the malls. I'm good. I'm really happy that you don't. Uh, care about the malls but keep in mind when the malls go away we are strategically being directed to purchase our goods from one source which is dangerous okay we have to be careful with that the convenience of online shopping I know many people find it convenient some people that can't get out they're not very mobile people that are disabled stuff like that this is a godsend I understand that but to not have other options to go and purchase things is scary Amazon is becoming a monopoly in my opinion now I could be wrong I see Amazon trucks everywhere Here's a report. Amazon is growing by leaps and bounds to such a degree that Amazon is now using empty JCPenney's and Sears stores to house their goods, to be as a warehouse. They're gonna use it as a warehouse. These articles are gonna be down below, you guys. Yahoo Finance, Amazon taking over empty JCPenney and Sears stores means the end of the mall. We only gonna have one place to shop. Now you might say, okay, well, we're in a global economy. You got different people that are different vendors that are on Amazon, that's fine. But Amazon doesn't just want that. You know, Amazon wants to have their own stuff. That's more money for them, more money for their investors. So it just makes sense to expand from a business perspective. They're always gonna start off, everybody come on, this is an online mall. But if you notice, Amazon, just like when they started off with books, They're slowly building up their own inventory. More and more of their trucks are rolling. They, if you can do your own, you can make more money. Why have somebody come on your platform? Yeah, you're going to make money off them and it's going to drive more traffic to your site. But what if you allow everybody, all these different vendors to come on your platform, but at the same time, you're slowly building up your inventory. You're building up your stuff. So eventually the traffic that is coming to your site will eventually just start buying your stuff. And then you could just be like, well, we're going to break off and do something else. That's what I see. And then we're going to be stuck with paying their prices. Had okay, this had the same thing happened with Walmart. Walmart came in. And put all the little mom and pop stores businesses out. they' doing the same thing, and everybody was going to Walmart. oh, Walmart is so cheap, Walmart is so cheap Sam Sam Sams, and then. You ate up all the competition, got rid of them. Now the consumer, which I don't like that word, but the person that's coming in buying your product, they don't really have any too many other places to go. They're just coming to you. So now you can up your prices because where are they going to go? So you have less of the competition. You got rid of all of them. Well, not all of them, but majority of them, right? The mom and pop stores is gone. So now you have Amazon that's coming in with that same strategic mindset of taking over and they're doing the same thing. So just be careful. That's all I'm saying. So let's talk about the directed energy weapons. I'm not, this is not my opinion. I'm just putting articles in front of you. Please do your own research and read it yourself. They have something called directed energy weapons. If you don't know about it, I recommend that you do your own homework and research and see what the capability and functionality is when it comes down to using this weaponry It's very sophisticated is very high powered It's more of like a laser beam that you can't see with the naked eye but i want to give a shout out to dutch sense i'm going to put his link down below dutch sense is a uh, youtuber i've been watching him for forever over a decade and the the reason why i like to watch him is because he uses data from the satellites geological activity what's going on in the earth that means if there's earthquakes if there's some activity on the fault lines if there's something going on with the volcanoes he's reporting on that and uh, he's pretty doggone good i must say so shout out to dutch sense He's really, really good. The thing that I like about him is now you may say, well, he may work for the government or not. I don't know. I don't, I don't really feel that way because he's constantly being attacked because he's so on point with his data and what he reports and he'll show the visual and he'll also like me, he'll say, go look for yourself, go on over there and check it out. Like it's not just me, it's public. So I'm going to put his link down below. But he actually found an anomaly on one of the satellite feed during the time that these fires occurred. And what he saw was like a little beam that showed up, I believe, on infrared. And the way these beams were uh, positioned, it, it was in the path of these fires. So we don't know what that is. I'm not saying it's anything. I'm just saying I'm reporting what other people have reported to you. So directed energy weapons. Okay, you do your own research and comment below. The other thing I want to talk about was something called the UN Non-Human Zones. That may sound foreign to you, but it's actually a legitimate thing. It's found in the in the UN Sustainable Development Plan. It is a strategic plan that has been mapped out over a course of so many years. And within this Sustainable Development Plan by the UN, there is are certain human zones that no one can live in across the globe. And in California, because I live in California and I'm going to report on California, you can re- you do your own homework on where you live. In the state of California, is very coincidental that many of the places where the fires are happening and taking over the acreage, like like I said, in California, over two million acres of land has been burnt up. In these areas. These are coinc it's a coincidence that in these areas, these that have burnt up, these are the areas that's been marked as UN non human zones. I'm just saying. If you're out there and you can educate me, please, I'm open to that. Comment below. Let me know. But the information is down in my description box. Um, This is not information I've put out there. This is information that's publicly out there that I'm just sharing. The other thing that I want to talk about is the coronavirus and the fires. Coronavirus is still here, y'all. It hasn't gone anywhere. The question is if the coronavirus affects the lungs and it slows the oxygenation process in the body are in the blood and the lungs and if we're dealing with the we've been dealing with these fires for two weeks and it's been we've been inundated with smoke with all kind of particles within that smoke that is just unhealthy all you hear is unhealthy air don't go outside don't do this don't do you know here's the question what kind of impact will the smoke Will these these, uh, particles within the air that we cannot see, how is that going to mix and affect us with this coronavirus that's out there? So here's some articles. It says, this is King's, Uh, King 5 is reporting that wildfire smoke can increase coronavirus risk. Health experts warn. OPB News reports, this was 14 hours ago, wildfire smoke can put people with COVID at greater risk. The Deacon Herald, 14 hours ago, smoking or vaping may increase the risk of severe coronavirus infection. NPR, this was two days ago, farm workers face double threat wildfire smoke and coronavirus. COVID-19 patients tell her story. They just can't take a deep breath even weeks after being diagnosed. These are people that have been diagnosed with the coronavirus, but now they're dealing with the smoke. Now, this is also impacting businesses because remember, California just opened up, uh, I believe their businesses, but I don't know if if you can still dine inside. I think you still have to dine outside. Well, you can't dine outside because the air quality is bad. Small business owners are going through it. The next thing I wanna talk about is the snow and the heat in Colorado. So the NPR is reporting in 48 hours, Colorado's wild weather sets records for both heat and snow. This was 16 hours ago. The Washington Post, they also reported 16 hours ago from summer heat to snow in 18 hours, weather whiplash strikes Rocky Mountain State. Temperatures plummeted 55 to 60 degrees with deep snow in Colorado. Okay. First of all, when you this weather shift like that, 50 to 60 degrees, your body can't even acclimate itself that quickly. So this could not be healthy. Somebody, if you're a nurse, if you're somebody, a doctor, comment in below. This couldn't be right. This stuff is happening. The Denver Channel is reporting 18 hours ago snow falls on Cameron Peak fire Tuesday, day after explosive growth crazy how do you have snow and you have extreme temperatures and fire all at the same time this stuff is not making sense so you guys put this stuff together now, I'm going to conclude with this. Some people are saying this is the last days. This is the end time. I don't know. Oh, there's another thing I want to report before I get into that. there's This is my last little report, y'all. It's called The Great Reset. Shout out to uh, Coach, Coach Newman. I want to give you a shout out too because you also talked about it. So I don't want you to not get the credit as well. He talked about, he informed me January 1 is going to be The Reset. Of the banking system that's going to be connected as one is supposed to go live, January one. So, and and that's what I want to give him credit for. The Great Reset is something that, just been in the works. He talked about that too. But this something that has been happening, for forever. Um, but the Great Reset. This is something that's going to be also in the description box below. I need you guys to check this out. It's unbelievable. I mean, even the video, it has like the fire, the smoke, (laughs) all this stuff that is already in this video before this stuff even happened, which is quite interesting. I'm just saying. Now I want to go into my conclusion. My conclusion about all this, what does all this mean? I think some of you already know what this means, but uh, for me, I feel... Two words that the Lord had given me in around April, the end of March, somewhere in April. There was two words, to be like the ant and prepare. And the other word was, this is the calm before the storm. We know about the ant. The ant is constantly working, constantly gathering for the winter months that are coming, the hard times that are coming. The ant is constantly preparing. So when the winter comes, the ant goes into their little ant mound or wherever, and they're good they're good. And the ants have been here for forever. So we can learn a lot from the ant. The other word was, this was the calm before the storm. When I got that word, the protests and stuff weren't happening. The fires and stuff weren't happening. All this other stuff was not happening. We were just dealing with the coronavirus and the stores shutting down. That seemed like the end of the world, right? But at that time, when the protests and everything started happening, I didn't feel, I felt at peace. I didn't feel like that was what the calm before the storm was, right? I was still at peace. I was like, nah, still, I got a peace about this. Even though I'm not saying it was peaceful, but I just didn't feel in my spirit that that was it, right? That's what I mean by the peace, by that. I didn't feel like, yeah, this is it. Lately, the last couple of weeks, I've been feeling, the feeling that I've been getting is like labor pains. You know, I'm a mom. For those of you that are, are mothers, Remember when you first, you had your first child and you had your, it's your first time going through labor pains. Remember what that felt like when they were coming on. You didn't really know what to expect because you had never felt a labor pain before. So you felt like a little, mm, you felt a little something. You can't can't quite describe the feeling, right? But you knew it was something. You're like, I'm feeling something. And then after so long, you'll feel it again. And then after so long, you'll feel it again. You're like, you know what? I think this is, I think I'm having labor pains, right? So you call your doctor, your nurse, whomever, elder in your house. They're like, oh, baby, you in labor. So now you know you in labor. So now you're like, okay, you're getting a little anxious. You know, the baby's coming. So with the pain, for those men that's listening, um, that don't have children, haven't gone through with your wife or your significant other, when the labor pains start coming, it's like, oh, I feel that. Okay, the labor pains coming. Okay, now let me kind of, get into position so I can endure right because you know you can't stop once the labor starts you can't stop it and that's how I feel I feel like the labor pains has started I'm feeling a little uh, but it's bearable right it's not like it's intensifying yet but what happens with the labor pains they they come but they come like maybe you'll get a labor pain once every 40 minutes or something or once every 30 minutes. And the pain is not, it's you know, it's just a little something you feeling. But then as the freak more frequently you have the the labor pain, the more intense that pain get. It's just it's building up so you can have this baby. And that's how I feel. I feel like it's starting. That's where I'm at. I feel okay. The calm before the storm is starting now. And I was just talking to a sister friend of mine the other day. And I, and and, you know, we were talking and I said, man, I just, don't you just feel like whatever's coming, like you just wanted to come so you can just move on. And she was like, yeah, like, I feel like we're in anticipation. We know it's coming. We don't quite know what's coming, but whatever's coming, it's like, we can't stop it. There's nothing we can do. It's going to come. We just have to be prepare ourselves the best way we know how so that we can deal with whatever's coming. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm feeling. Can't stop the baby. The baby's coming. The pain, once those labor pains start, you can't stop the baby. The baby is going to come. So we can't stop. Now you might say, well, Sister Johnny, we can always pray. You can, you can. But if man is behind this craziness, because all the articles that I just read is pointing to something, if you have discernment and can read between the lines, it's things that's happening that just don't make sense. It's defying the laws of nature. Doesn't make any sense. Now, you might say, well, Sister Johnny, biblically speaking, the Bible does talk about all these things is going to happen. Earthquakes and diverse places and all this lawlessness and all those things. And that's true. But Jesus also said, no man knows the day nor the hour. Jesus doesn't even know. And Jesus coming back. Only the father. All we can do is prepare our spiritual house and prepare our natural house. Right. Our family. So we can protect them and take care of them but i'm just sharing with you how i'm feeling right now i just feel like you know the labor pains have started that's all i can tell you i feel like the labor pains have started that calm before the storm is is happening we're we're in the pipe if that makes sense and we need to prepare you know this whatever god is telling you to do do it don't procrastinate if um You know, God telling you to go get something from the store, get whatever your family need that's going to protect and keep you and your family for the next six months to a year, do it. Because there's so much happening right now and there's so much plight going on right now that you don't want to be caught off guard. You wanna be like the ant, not a busybody. You wanna be like an ant strategically, you're focused, you're locked in, you're strategic, you're on purpose. Whatever you're doing, you're doing with purpose, okay? You're not wasting time and you're capitalizing on your time and you're prayerful and you are seeking the Lord and you are consulting God with everything you're doing. But you're focused. You're, as my husband will say, you're locked in. You got to be locked in right now. This ain't the time to get, don't get distracted. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Look to the hills, which comes with your help and strength because it comes from the Lord, the most high God. You got to be locked in right now. That's where you at. That's where we at. That's what I feel like. We have to be strategic. Hopefully, and going back to the prayer, you can pray. God can do anything. There's nothing that God can't do. But I just have this feeling like, I almost feel like, you know, when Jesus told Judas, when Judas was at the table with him during the Last Supper when satan entered into him jesus began to talk to satan and said go do what you're gonna do go do it quickly like go go like jesus like just go do what you got to do i know this is your hour to do whatever go on and do it so i can go on get to the cross and get on up to my father that's how i feel right now this is an hour now where the enemy is about to move and we just have to stand our ground stay in your position don't make no hasty decisions whatever money you have You know, like your mom taught you, spend a little, save a little, spend a little, save a little, spend a little, save a little, and then invest in things that will position you in the event that the dollar collapses. The dollar is worth nothing. The money you have will be worth nothing. So now you have to think strategically, what can I do if I need to barter? What can I purchase that will position me and you know you and your family to barter and get some goods and services that you may need so that's how you have to think right now so if you're gonna you have the money that the money is good right now right is is holding this value what can you purchase that will help you in case that money is no longer good and you still need goods and services so if you have jewelry i'm not a jewelry person i'm not really a jewelry person but if you have jewelry gold and silver you need to gather it together hold on to it because you might have to use that for bartering gold is worth like almost two thousand dollars an ounce that's a lot of money silver is worth like 26 dollars, i think right now um the highest silver has ever gone historically has been 49 dollars. So i can tell you one thing if the dollar collapses silver and gold is going to go up because it's still is real money like it's valuable currency is just paper it is no value in that okay it used to be backed by gold but I don't believe the from the research I've done it's no longer backed by gold okay (laughs) so if it collapses it's worth nothing so If you have gold and silver around, you know, gather it together and you can hold on to that. If you don't have it, then you have to find other means. If you have a garden, you might be able to barter that. But if you also have a garden, you have to keep in mind that if there's a food shortage or there's no food, that you got to protect your garden. Okay, (laughs) because people gonna be hungry. I'm just saying the reality we got to start thinking strategically, critically. We can't be consumed by what everybody is trying to feed us from the north, east, south, and west. We got to get still, get before the Lord, and ask God to give you a strategic plan for your household. That's where we're at. And, and like I said before, no matter how you try to plan, it could be everything that you plan for and it's all gone. Then what are you going to do? That's why you ultimately have to have a prayer life. You have to be able to commune with the Father. I mean, that's not good. And by that time, it's going to be too late. If they tell you there's no more food. If they tell you, um, somebody shout out to Jasmine. Some, she sent me something about the lights. DHS combats potential electromagnetic pulse, EMP attack. So they letting you know you about to be without power. Okay, if you don't have any power, then if you have food in the freezer and refrigerator, that's gone. What are you going to do now? See what I'm saying? Canned goods. You're going to need it. I know what everybody say about canned goods and how they bad for you. But I'm going to tell you, if you can't store no food and you got to eat to live, you better get you some canned goods. (laughs) That's all I'm telling you. Stack up. Because you got to still take care of you and your family. All right, so be encouraged till next time. Remember, God loves you and God just wants to use you. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe, share with a friend. I'll see you next time. This is In The Mix With Sister Johnny.